0: Hi, this is Joe Feeks, editor of Poultry Health Today, and with me is Dr. Steve Davis. He's a veterinarian and also chief executive officer for Colorado Quality Research. Welcome to Poultry Health Today. Thank you, Joe. You and I have had a lot of conversations over the years about necrotic enteritis, but today I really want to focus on immunity, because that's really what it comes down to with managing this disease, isn't it? I think that we're finding, since the antibiotics are being taken
1: away or, or Companies have decided not to use antibiotics uh, in controlling this disease in broilers and in turkeys. That um, We're finding that there's going to be a lot more opportunities with uh, other products and uh, a lot of the feed additive type products have not been as successful as, as some would like for them to be. And uh, so that's what got us started looking at uh, immunity and maybe some uh, potential um, uh, for producing or developing
0: immune immunity-type products or vaccinations. And how do you go about managing immunity for necrotic enteritis? I know you know years ago, I think there was like a toxoid vaccine that the industry had tried, but it didn't quite pan out. What have been your experiences?
1: Yeah, I mean. My interest in uh, early exposure to um, uh, Clostridium perfringens in broilers and even in turkeys goes way back uh, 19 years ago when I was working on our necrotic enteritis model. And we found that uh, it was a lot easier to recreate the disease if we started the chicks or the poults on uh, new pine shavings. And so they were started in a very clean environment. But if we actually uh, started the birds on used litter, and especially if that used litter had been exposed to Clostridium perfringens prior, made it a lot more difficult to uh, create the disease. Um, And so uh, the interesting thing in the series of studies that we've done over the last couple years is that we found that that is very much the case in that we we can reproduce that. That if we expose these birds to Clostridium perfringens very early in life, that it's more difficult to create necrotic enteritis in in those birds. And if they're brought up in a naive uh, environment, a very clean environment, that it's much easier to create necrotic enteritis. And this kind of goes back to uh, even the way that uh, clostridial diseases have been vaccinated for in the, in the past, even like in cattle uh, vaccines, has been directed more towards toxoids. But I think that with this uh, research that we've done, that it shows that if we expose these birds to even a, a highly pathogenic clostridial uh, uh, perfringens at day of age, and a very high dose even, I really expected... This to have a very negative impact on early growth rate, mortality, think. all those kinds of things. But it didn't. And because this disease is age specific, I think it opens up the door for us to start thinking about maybe some live vaccine type technologies to u-
0: utilize for this disease control. So, are you thinking that if it were a live vaccine, this could maybe be administered in a hatchery with? the coccidiosis vaccine, for example? Very possible, very possible. I think, uh, like I said,
1: we, we looked at this at day of age, uh, very first uh, hours that the birds were placed in the pens, and, uh, and we hit them with the most pathogenic clostridium perfringens that we've been able to find when it comes to creating uh, necrotic enteritis. And um, and like I said, I I was really surprised that we actually numerically had the, the lowest lesion scores, uh, the lowest mortality, and, um, and, and, and actually best performance at 24 days of age in those birds. And how old was babies. the litter in those birds? The litter that we used, uh, where we exposed the birds to the clostridium perfringens, we had two treatments. And one was um, used litter that had been in a prior challenge study, and that uh, there was only uh, less than two weeks downtime. So we know uh, from the, the previous study where they received that challenge at 17 days of age. So that litter was only one grow out less than two weeks prior uh, to, the, um, to the grow out we did. But the, um, the treatment group that we actually gave the, the birds, the Clostridium perfringens directly at day of age, we gave it on their feed and they were actually on new pine shavings. And so if you compared that to the the necrotic enteritis lesion scores and mortality and um, performance of those birds compared to the other treatment that was just on clean shavings, and they all got the same challenge at 16 days of age with that pathogenic clost- clostridium perfringens, we ended up with um, a significant improvement in uh, performance and in uh, control of the necrotic enteritis challenge by, by giving the clostridium a day of
0: age in their feet. So it would be great if this vaccine could be developed as, as you have suggested, but uh, in the meantime, what do poultry producers, particularly those raising birds without antibiotics, what's their best strategy right now for managing necrotic enteritis? That's a
1: great question because uh, it's been very interesting the the comments that I received after uh, making the presentation of this data is that I've had several production veterinarians on the broiler integrator side that have come to me and said Steve your presentation and what you saw in that data is spot on with what we see in the field, and I, as as a as a researcher, I take that as a huge compliment because that's what that's what we're trying to do: as reproduce what's actually happening out in the field. And um, so, what they're finding is that if they avoid clean litter early in those you know, birds live, and that's where they're, um, I think there's some companies that are considering now actually seeding down litter, uh, new litter, where they do a clean out, seeding down litter with some um, used litter, just so that we don't have too sterile of an environment to to start with in these baby chicks. And um, it goes back to some of the early days when we were first looking at chickenemia virus. As well, uh, they found that on the pullet side of it, that they could use old litter, used litter, to put in to new flocks and expose those birds.
0: And that was before there was a vaccine for that uh, disease. So now we've talked about managing it in flocks raised without antibiotics. That's been getting all the headlines, or I should say, they have been getting all the headlines. But at least 60% of the market, according to statistics. Uh, are, are still using antibiotics in their program. Uh, so is that still a good option for managing necrotic enteritis when you have that option?
1: Oh, there's no doubt. I mean, if, if, if you can use the, the antibiotics or ionophores to uh, control coccidiosis and necrotic enteritis and, and that fits in their marketing plan for their end product, Uh, There's no doubt that's still the most cost-effective way of raising
0: broilers. To be clear, I know the ionophores don't have a a claim for clostridium perfringens, but you're saying that by controlling the coccidiosis, then in turn we're getting some more control of of the clostridium perfringens? Uh, Definitely with um, coccidiosis control,
1: you're going to control necrotic enteritis. And uh, but we also have done some research in the past that has shown that the ionophores do show nice efficacy against clostridium perfringens and self. So there is some antibiotic uh, effect there, not just the coxi effect when it comes to ionophores. But the one question that's come up uh, in my mind from these, this research study that we just completed was then if we have early exposure to Clostridium perfringens, then we have less necrotic enteritis in our model, Um, then why are there repeat farms? Why are some of the worst uh, outbreaks occurring in these farms that just repeat over and over again, where they're using no antibiotics ever type programs, that kind of thing? And that's the one thing I'm, I really uh, have questions in, is that repeat effect more due to um, coccidiosis uh, problems, most likely maxima, or is it that that Clostridium perfringens that's there, is it changing from flock to flock? And that's where maybe some, uh, you know, genetic uh, analysis of these clostridium perfringens uh, that are present from flock to flock when, they out- when outbreaks occur would be very interesting. And, uh, but also I, would, I think that we should really look at what's happening with the coccidiosis challenge because we know that um, a, a real pathogenic hot E. maxima definitely uh, has as much to do with necrotic enteritis as almost as the clostridial uh, challenge does, because clostridial challenge is gonna be there. If you don't have that maxima challenge there, it's pretty tough to to create uh, necrotic enteritis as well out in the field. Indeed, well,
0: we'll keep a close eye on that. We've been talking to Dr. Steve Davis. He is a veterinarian and also chief executive officer for Colorado Quality Research. Again, Steve, always great to see you. Thank you, Jim.